Welcome. I'm going live a couple different platforms. Maybe it will make a podcast. Maybe it won't. But I just got off the phone with the coach and author, Matt Thielman. Thielman. I should have asked him how to pronounce the last name. And he wrote this book called This Is Coaching. And um, it recently came out. And I was giving him some old lady coach wisdom, whether he asked for it or not. And recently, I made a giant decision in my business. Let's not look at my hair. I'm not here modeling hair. It's growing out. It's always in a pretty tail. Recently, I made a giant decision in my business. Um, and I've been known to make giant decisions. The last time was in 2011. And the time before that was in 2009. And in 2009, I quit on a Friday morning, a $250,000 a year job. And I disrupted my family's life by doing it. Um, and I, I went back to that company, worked for them another two years. And then, and then I left again. And the second time I left, I left with first time I left 74 clients and went to zero. And then I left 47 clients and went to zero and, um, I recently made a similar decision, which feels insane. And I do remember the last two times and I remember the emotional difficulty of the last two times. And I've um, made a decision in my business to come to completion with my membership coaching group. And I have had an amazing membership over the last six and a half years. Some of my clients have been there since the very beginning. Um, some are relatively new and like I just got started and many have been there for long chunks of time. And there are so many factors that went into that decision. And I want to talk about the one that Matt made me think about as we were talking. Matt has, I'm not finished reading the book. I'm, I just started and I told him, you know, I said, I think your book was part of the reason why I was able to make this decision with calm confidence. There's a lot of reasons, but Matt's book, one of the things that I do, even as a seasoned coach, I'm nerdy like this, is I, and I, I'm nerdy like this, I pay attention to skills. I... Just because I'm experienced doesn't mean I don't refresh. Within my arm's reach are a couple of fundamental books to help me remember fundamental coaching skills, like beginner stuff. Um, same thing with IFS, right? Because I, I can, Alison Crow herself can be a very big wave. And so I use certain skills that feel aligned I like to refresh myself with skills. And I want to tell you a story that I just told Matt. The, and, and the reason, you don't have to wait forever. I know I can talk long, but listen, the reason, I'm like, why am I not freaking out? I made this big decision. And essentially, y'all, for me, I have zero revenue in a large event. And normally at that large event, I sell the event. I sell a leadership circle that is fifteen dollars to $18,000. And I have my ongoing membership. I'm not doing any of that. And those of you who play with revenue numbers, right? And um, so what my sweet assistant is like, are you freaking out? And I'm like, no, I'm not freaking out. And the reason I'm not freaking out, number one, 
I know how to manage my scared parts so much better than the last time I made a big decision like this. The second thing is, uh, well, I live, be- I live below my means. So we'll give you three. And number three is about um, what Matt and I talked about. Um, there's so many reasons, but number one, I know how to manage my parts. Number two, I live below my means. I don't work below my means, but I've been scaling back my work expenses to help me through a transition. And I told my husband the other night, I said, I will probably go financially backwards for a little while. And he was so calm and I was surprised, but I think his calm is a reflection of what he's seen me do. And here is the thing that I don't see enough people developing. Okay. Y'all are all out there trying to be famous on TikTok and reels. I get it. We make up that if we are popular, it will be easier to enroll clients. And that's fine. I need that to be 20% of what you learn. But skills, you have got to maintain your skills. And I am 20 years into this business and on a regular basis from a clear and calm place, not a shame place. I usually should like, I should be doing TikToks. That's from shame. No, maybe. What skills can I focus on this week? Where can I sharpen? And so what was fun was a while back, Matt sent me the PDF of his book to be able to be one of the reviewers on it and life got busy. busy. But as I was talking to him, I realized like I did read the beginning and I'm going to finish it. But the beginning of it was a piece that reminded me I can do this because I have the skills. And I may have told this story before, but I love it. Um, at the end of, so we just got through March Madness, the basketball games. I'm a former basketball player. Um, and I had a coach who taught us fundamentals. We had to do those dumb horses. We had to run horses. We had to do layups ad nauseum. We, like, it was like, you do not miss a layup. You rebound that ball and you hit your free throws. But of course, us punk-ass teenagers wanted to be like, three-point man. Oh, the glory of a three-point shot. And I watched this coach. I don't remember which coach it was. I do know it was the University of Texas game, which is my home team. And once again, they were up the whole game and lost. But I do know the camera came in on one of the huddles and the coach said, and they're playing in overtime. And he said, no three points, no fouls, and follow your shot. And something I noticed in men's basketball, and anybody who watches basketball will know this, in men's basketball, they don't follow their shot. I guess there's just an ego and a confidence, or maybe there's some strategy. But when you follow your shot means you do the shot, and if it doesn't, you go towards the basket to get your own rebound so that you maintain possession of the ball. And it's literally just the fundamental that I was taught. And I've always noticed in men's basketball, they don't follow a shot. They shoot and then they start running backwards and they go to the, you know, they're literally shooting and hoping that they make it. And if they don't, they just surrender possession to the other team. And one of the things I see small business owners and coaches do is you are always surrendering possession to the other team by following your shoulds, by being more cocky than you should be. By being confident in trends that come and go. I'm, I used to be an early adopter. 
was a very early adopter of social media and social media and business long before this all became popular. And I am a late adopter to TikTok and I still don't get it. I've literally become the old lady that doesn't get it. And that's okay. But here's, here's, I can spend time trying to figure out the latest trend or I can drop into my skills. And so why was I willing to close down this program and take a pause and reset what I really want in my business? There's a bunch of reasons, but the number one thing that keeps me from going apeshit and being scared out of my mind, which perhaps logically I should be, is I live below my means. <laughs> um, I know how to take care of parts. And number three is I trust my skills. And you know why I trust my skills? Not just because they were built 20 years ago, because a part of my every single day is, is skill building and skill practicing. And I do fundamentals and I do fundamentals so much that I don't even realize it anymore. And I watch and have watched for 20 years in all industries, in real estate, in coaching, in coaching small service-based business owners. I see you chasing the whatever is popular and whatever is in your face and in your feed and whatever somebody is selling you. I'm not here's the thing. I got nothing for sale. Most of y'all can't afford my coaching. <laughs> It's fine. I don't mean that as an insult, but most of you don't want to pay what I'm charging for one-on-one -on -one coaching. Build your skills because when you have the skills, this is literally my attitude. And y'all are going to watch. You watched, I don't want to say the closing of one business, but one era of my business, which was built on attraction and my need to be popular is over. It was built on my insecurities and that was a pretty good business built on my insecurities. And I have done my inner work and my crone work and I have cried with my therapist and my psychiatrist more and I have shed some really old hurting parts of me and, and maybe I'm late to the game or maybe I'm just getting started. But what I know now is the fact is I have a history of skills that I have built. I am able to say I have the ability to create clients at any rate I choose. I have the ability to market. I have the ability to learn new things. And I would, uh, it's, it's the skills. And, and what I told Matt was skills gives you the offense. You're on offense when you have the skills. When you have the skills, you maintain possession of the ball. And too many of y'all are out there running around chasing the ball. Quit chasing the fucking ball. Quit throwing it away with three-point shots. Listen, I, I love a big risk, okay? I love a big risk. My Every big risk I've ever taken. One day I bought a boat. One day I bought a boat. Um, after my divorce, I'd always wanted a boat. My husband didn't want a boat. And I was with a girlfriend, and we went to go see a movie. And the movie wasn't for another two hours. And I said, hey, we just drove by that boat place. Can I go look? And I walked in, and I joked with her. I said, if a, if a boat is below $20,000, I'm going to buy it. And I was joking, but I was also kind of serious because I had quietly been doing my research. I also had grown up with the boat. And we walked in and I saw the boat. They didn't have it in the color I wanted. I was like, ah, that's okay. I'll take this boat. And she looked at me like I was like, I just made this decision instantly. No, that is the outward manifestation of, of an internal process. But because my internal processes relentlessly value learning new things, building and building old skills, 
I love a three-point shot, man. But if you don't rebound that ball and you miss a layup, we got a problem. So if you're out there doing business, I love you. Quit chasing three-point shots. Adjust your focus. And every day, listen, it happens to me too. Every single day, something is going to allure your focus somewhere else. And I got ADD, so it's really hard. I have shit written on my walls to remind me what my focus is because I'm like, oh, this is fun. Oh, this is fun. Every single day, build your skills and do the activities you know that work and then go have fun with the three-point shots. And that's what we used to do after practice. Every single day after practice, when I was growing up, we had practice five days, four days, four or five days a week and games two days a week. And we would do all this stuff. And the last 15 minutes of practice, my coach would let us scrimmage and shoot three points. But never once in practice did we practice three points. That We could do that on our own time. But she drilled those fundamentals into us. And that's why we were a really good team. And frankly, that's why I was All-State MVP. And I want to be an MVP of my clients' hearts and businesses. I want to be an MVP of my own family in the sense of not the one and only, but I want to... I want to bring good skills and implementation of those skills, both inner work and outer work. And too many of us are not in possession of the ball because we're chasing three-point shots. Peace out. Once again, let me refer you to this book. And, and that's what one of the pieces that Matt's book, This Is Coaching, and it says how to transform a client's performance life business as a master coach and warrior love. And I tell you what, like I said, I haven't finished reading it, but in reading it, it did remind me of some fundamentals. And if you're ever feeling wobbly, mentally, emotionally, pause, pull yourself out of the chaos and go back to the fundamentals. How do I know everything's going to be fine? I think everything can be better than fine because I'm realigning, reinventing. I'm not completely reinventing, but I'm, I'm moving about seven degrees in a different direction because I'm clear on what I'm available for and what I'm no longer available for myself. And this is not about what things have done to me, but I have created some things that I no longer tolerate in me from a loving place. I no longer need to be popular or liked or friends with my clients. I, I want to stand on my goodness, my skills, and I got them. I got the receipts, y'all. Have a good one. I don't know how to end this. I used to be technology queen. All that stuff's going away. It's all pure coaching now. I love that you listen to the Wild Edge of Being Human podcast. I hope this show has given you valuable insight and inspiration. And I hope most of all, this show helps you to get to know and trust your true self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or share with a friend. And I'd love for you to check out our website at allisoncrow.com and our social media channels for more resources and updates. I'd love to hear from you and continue the conversation on what it means to live fully and authentically as human beings in this wild world. This show is sponsored by my dogs, Leroy Brown, Rocky Potato, and Clementine, and is created on behalf of all the rescue dogs out there. We encourage you to adopt, not shop, when looking for your next pet. Until next time, stay curious, stay wild, and stay human.